Welcome along to the 42 Rugby Show on, on Facebook Live after another Lions defeat uh, going down 23-22 to, uh, to the Highlanders in, in Dunedin. Uh, it was another dramatic finish, I suppose. Uh, it was a, a late uh, Elliot Daly penalty dipped just underneath the post to the, deny Lions a late victory. Owen Farrell missed a penalty that you'd normally bank on him, on him slotting away to. That nine-point lead with, with 20 minutes to go, you kind of expect seasoned internationals like this to see that one out. But again, we're talking about uh, indiscipline and, and, and the penalty count. I think it was 12 to seven, which really in modern rugby, you can't, you can't win a, a test match, I suppose, with, with 12 penalties against you. And, and it, it cost the Lions in the, in the last quarter tonight. Yeah, real sloppy discipline again. There was a, freak, a kind of sequence of four penalties for offside in a row, which is the kind of concerning aspect of what we mentioned, the scrum there. They also gave up a few penalties in that regard. But it has been a bit of a theme in this tour. Um, maybe guys are trying to impress a little bit, trying to get that line speed, get a big hit to, to kind of make a play to, to Gatland. Um, but, but that loss of control, it comes without Johnny Sexton, without Owen Farrell, without Connor Murray, your kind of key tactical uh, playmakers. And Dan Bigger had a great game at 10, I thought. But the guys coming off the bench, you just didn't have that sense of control, particularly in Greg Laidlaw at scrum half. Um, I think if Murray had been in that position, his kicking game would have been better. Just his composure, he, he kind of gives you assurance around the team. Um, and I think when they have guys like Murray and Farrell starting uh, and really feeling the flow of that game, getting into good positions like that, they'll manage it a bit better. I think this team probably is, is clearly uh, worse than, let's say, the, than the Saturday team. They've, they've lost two out of two midweek now. Um, and I think you're seeing a bit of a, a divide already. You, <laughs> if you're on this line, for, you want to be in that team for, for the Mary on Saturday. That's, that's the big one. Um, I don't think the Lions are going to be too worried or dwell on this defeat too yeah, much. 11 days out, it, it really feels like we're starting to look towards those test teams. And I suppose, I mean, there were maybe tactical pointers there for the Lions today. The, the, the Highlanders, I suppose, aren't a, aren't a, barnt, aren't a bad template for, uh, for how Bowden Barrett is, is going to approach that kicking game. Yeah, definitely lessons in, in, in regards to the All Blacks. Number one is you should probably ta tackle uh, Waisaki Naholo when he gets on the ball. Tackle him early. He was an absolute again tonight. Brilliant to watch him live in, in a pretty cool stadium here. Um, but, but I think that attacking kicking was really interesting. From early on, we saw these low grubbers in behind the lines. Um, and I think Jared Payne knocked one on earlier in the game. Uh, Naholo got on the end of one from Subwanga early in the game. And Walden at 12 for, for the Highlanders had some lovely touches. They're really good at just mixing up that, that variety of their attacking game. I asked Scott McLeod, their coach, about it afterwards. He said, no, it's not designed specifically for the lines, but... We want to put pressure on a guy who's exposed in the backfield on his own. And I think that's exactly what the, what the All Blacks do with their attacking, kicking game. Uh, it may not always be a grubber. It might be a, a diagonal kick pass. And we saw a couple of those. And actually, we saw Tommy Seymour score directly from a, from a really poor Sopoaga one. He just got it too high. Um, and that's maybe a tempting for the Lions to go and attack that aspect of the game. But I thought it was a really good workout tactically, not only for the players, but also for the coaching staff to get a really good close-up view of what's going to happen against the All Blacks, but probably more with even more quality. And um, so I thought that was a valuable, valuable um, run out for the Lions. Yeah, from, from the coach's perspective, then what what is the the mood from from Gatlin post match? I mean, I'm sure they want to be positive in that, even though it's two defeats out of two out, out of four now. 
yeah, like pretty upbeat. I, I, he can't come in after four games and, and be down in the dumps about, about a defeat. Um, he, he's positive about how the group is moving forward. And I think we can all see that they are improving, that, yeah, it was a step backwards in, in terms of losing a game tonight. But, and it reduces that momentum they, they gained off the Crusaders' win. But I think he also understands that he has a, a pretty outstanding team that he's going to be able to put out against the, the All Blacks in the first test. And we're probably going to see most of that side against the Merry, Merry Old Blacks uh, on Saturday in Rotorua. So, no, Gatlin's not too down and out about it. Spoke to Rory Best as well. Just frustration. There's frustration there. Robbie Henshaw is saying that, you know, Jared Payne sitting in the change room, uh, really frustrated with that drop ball on the restart. And I guess that's the thing. It, it, it's, it's all about collective when they speak about lines. But realistically, this game was about, for a lot of guys, it was about that individual performance um, and probably on, on your last opportunity. You know, there was a big chance there, fullback with Stuart Hogg uh, going home. And, and someone like Jared Payne is frustrated because he didn't take that. I think you're going to see that throughout the squad, really. Some guys... It got butchered at that scrum. Other guys gave away offside penalties. So, yeah, there's there's frustration on an individual level, but collectively, I think the lines are, are pretty focused on, on moving you forward. You mentioned Robbie Henshaw briefly there. He was he was sensational, particularly in the first half tonight. He is definitely one that looks to have uh, made a real claim for those Test jerseys when they start uh, start being really given out in the in the next week. Yeah, I thought I thought he had a good game. Some big moments of defence. There was a an early tackle on Malachi Fekito when he absolutely butchered that overlap they created um, inside the open 10 minutes. Robbie Henshaw chased back in the 28th minute, I think, and, and caught Tavita Lee from behind, showed really good pace there. And he had some nice distribution at first receiver, and of course he always gets you over the game line when he carries. So, yeah, pretty pretty good performance from him. I think he's going to be desperate to get into a team alongside someone like Owen Farrell and Conor Murray and, and that team that looks like a test side. Um, but we've mentioned Jared Payne, and disappointing for night for him. Rory Best had some really big moments. It was a big turnover close to the Lions try line in the first half. And he's one of the only guys who's getting those turnovers on this Lions tour. I think that's an area that they really want to uh, improve um, going forward into the test series. But you saw one from CJ Sander late in the game, almost giving them a, a chance to go and win it uh, go and win it at the death. But he, he had started the game with a couple of errors. He got turned over twice uh, in the first 20 min- 25 minutes. rather, um, So he would have been disappointed with that. But he bounced back. You saw that offload, absolutely spectacular, when Jonathan Joseph scored over in the far left corner. So CJ Sander brought some of those big moments, but I think generally it was, it was kind of a mixed bag for the Irish players. Jack McGrath coming off the bench, and and that scrum gets done at the end, and, and Marty Banks kicks the, the winning penalty. So, yeah, I think some guys have maybe pushed their chances up a little bit, but for others, it was probably a, a disappointing night. You mentioned CJ's uh, turnover on the try line, I think. It was Ian Henderson paved the way for that with an absolutely enormous clear out. I mean, he, he was a guy who made yard after yard in contact, consistently got the Lions over the gain line. And uh, after a very, very difficult, very sluggish looking start to his tour, he, he looked very much back to himself tonight as well. Yeah, that was it. Like, one of the guys was joking that Ian Henderson needs an awful lot of sleep. So if jet lag is going to affect anyone, it's going to be him more so. Um, he, he was poor on that opening night. He was he was soft and passive in contact, really unlike him. Um, but but he really stepped up. This was his last mm-hmm. chance. You know he's going to feature it all in the Tech series. He had to deliver tonight. And I thought he was really muscular in contact. Thought he was really aggressive, uh, especially around the fringes with the kind of big leg drive carries that the Lions are going to need um, in that area. Because you know I think they're going to have a look at the All Blacks defensively in that area. We saw Ireland do it in Chicago a little bit in November, um, and he was excellent around there. Uh, he was good, good in the, as you mentioned, that, that counter-rooking turnover, but loads of pressure on the opposition. And 
and I think Gavin really, really appreciates that. There is a lot of competition there in the second row, and I thought George Cruz and, and Alan Wynne-Jones were brilliant against against the Crusaders. Mario Toja is a great bench option, but Henderson has, has definitely put himself back in the mix there. He seems to be enjoying the tour as well. He's getting married two days after he arrives back, so uh, he's probably the, lead, uh, the most laid-back man ever about that. I think everyone else will be stressing out, but he seems to be enjoying being part of this group. He's roomy with Mario Toja and discussing politics and uh, having a bit of a laugh at costing expense. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of camaraderie there, and I think it's helped him settle in and deliver a really good yeah, performance. Yeah, pressure of a Lions tour is nothing to a man organising his wedding, believe me. Uh, <laughs> looking ahead to the Maori then, as you say, it, it's kind of like an unofficial first test almost. It, it, it comes on a Saturday, a week out from, from the first test against the All Blacks, so you really want to, when you do get the jersey on that day, you want to be rubber stamping your place for, for the three tests ahead. Yeah, I think we're going to see the core. Obviously, we're going to see the core of the first test side a week out. Lights are just going off in the stadium here. Um, but I think Gallon's going to hold some stuff back. He, he's mentioned this before. He needs to have some sort of surprise element for the first test. So I guess the interesting thing is kind of deciphering the team. So what's actually missing? What might he be holding back? Um, and I think the really interesting thing is we saw Owen Farrell and Johnny Sexton link really well against the Crusaders. Uh, although they hadn't started that way, it was kind of forced onto Gallon. He keeps mentioning that they haven't trained together. Andy Farrell mentioned it the other day. To me, it looked like two guys who have been training extensively together. They read each other really well. They, they mix and match who was first receiver, who was second receiver. The two of them are very similar characters. And I thought they combined well to, to unlock the Crusaders' defense at times and create opportunities. I'm starting to wonder if that's the thing he's holding back, if that's the surprise he's going to spring on the All Blacks. Maybe by talking up Ben Teo, which he's done in every single press conference, he keeps raving about Ben Teo. So... I just think he's, he's going to spring a surprise in the All-Backs. He's too clever, he's too experienced to, to kind of show his whole hand a week out from the first test. Um, but yeah, you're going to have the core of the squad there. You're going to want to get that front, uh, the tight five motoring at set-piece time. And, and that's become a bit of an issue now. Like The All-Backs and, and, and Graham Henry even seem to be suggesting that's going to be a weakness for, for the Lions. I think they're a little bit worried about the damage they could do there. So they need to get those kind of units working. But I think he's going to hold back something and maybe spring surprise in the yeah, All Blacks. What about your travel plans for Rotorua then, Murray? Are you, back, are you looking forward to getting back to the North Island, a little warmer temperatures ahead of you? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly been cooler down here. It was actually, we had a nice day yesterday in Dunedin. It, it was pelting down today though, but I can actually hear the rain now. The stadium is, is, is really well covered. It's kind of, it's almost an outdoor stadium with a roof. Top. It's, it's pretty cool. It's, well, it's a pretty strong wind here right now. But uh, yeah, up to Rotorua, back to the, to the, to the south, uh, North Island rather. Uh, it's been pretty hectic traveling around, but certainly enjoyable experience and meeting lots of interesting characters and uh, spotting the lines, kind of forming their little click, uh, clicks and little groups along the way as well. So, yeah, it's, it's been really enjoyable are, so are far. Are we looking at uh, some new faces joining those clicks? I mean, and Gatlin mentioned that he'd wait until after today's game. Did he, did he give any indication of uh, what sort of player he's going to look to uh, cover for Stuart Hogg? Yeah, well, the, the kind of suggestion at the moment is that they won't actually um, bring in a replacement, uh, that they, they have enough cover there in the squad. I think the lights are totally going out here now. Just <laughs> uh, But, look, we haven't seen anyone stand out in the back three. The wings especially. Again, tonight, I didn't think they really impressed. They didn't do enough. So I think he might look at a Simon Zebo or Keith Earls. I think he needs to bring in a little bit more out wide, so it'll be interesting to follow what happens All right, there. All right, before the, the darkness and the, and the wind takes you, we'll let you go. Thanks very much. Thank <laughs> you.